all of Azeroth. This is World of Warcast. I'm Renata. I am Starman. And I'm Kryler. Hi, Kryler. <laughs> Welcome back. What a surprise. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, he's back again. Um, well, it's been kind of a slow news week, um, but uh, a yeah. lot going on otherwise. Uh, what have you been up to this week? Killed Mixna in uh, uh, in Nexramus. Nexramus, Nax, Nax, <laughs> which was which was good. We're working on patchwork at the moment, and it's going very slowly, but we'll get them. Like we always well, that's do. Good. <laughs> Is that your first time for uh, killing that particular mob? Yes, uh, we killed her, and I say her because it's, you know the the name just re- reminds me of Maxine. But um, <laughs> um, yeah, we we killed her twice already. Mm-hmm. Not a bad fight. Actually, pretty fun. Maybe I'll talk about it later. I haven't decided what I'm going to do about Nax later yet. Ah. <laughs> but other than that, nothing really. It's just, it, it's been a slow week. I mean, you know, we had Labor Day and, uh-huh. you know, I had a you know, long weekend. So I've been leveling up my uh, my mage a little bit and I really not that much. Oh, you decided to take her out of the uh, 20 to 29 bracket? Oh, yes. Uh you know, I decided after talking to some Alliance members that are also just as frustrated as I was that, you know, it's, it's just a, a better thing to do what I originally planned with this character and just level her. Mm-hmm. So I'm, right now what I'm trying to do is get her to 35 so that I can start uh, progressing with my um, professions. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I, I can't get past where I am right now until I hit level 35. So right now I'm th- like 33 and a half. So mm. I figured in another day or so I'll get to 35. Now, what professions did you choose for? Enchanting and tailoring. Ah, the, the old mage classics. Well, you know, enchanting only because I was so sick and tired of getting crap from the vendor for stuff that I would sell back. I mean, it would be nice mm-hmm. to actually disenchant these things and get something for them, you know, that, that might actually be worth a little bit more than, the, you know, the two silver or ten silver that I get for these things. So I took up enchanting, and it's been working out extraordinarily well because you you mix this the, the, the profession of enchanting with the mod enchantrix and auctioneer and then you can decide whether or not that the green that you just got is worth more selling back to the vendor or if it's going to disenchant into something that's actually worth more and it's working wonderfully so I did that and then I took up tailoring only because I, I it was sort of a, a, a whimsical decision mm-hmm. I have absolutely no reason to say, oh, this is why I took up tailoring. It was, uh, I, I, I just wanted to try it, and well, I've been making a ton of money just making stuff that nobody else makes. Those little things that you know uh, that nobody else puts up there. I, I mentioned the last cast. I think I don't know. I did so much editing that, to be honest with you, I don't know if I cut it out or not. But <laughs> mm, um, I, I bought the pattern for the rich purple shirt, and so I've been making rich purple shirts and you know selling them for next to nothing. But people are buying them like crazy. Uh, shadow hoods, you know, a whole bunch of things that I've been making with with that profession. So it's, I like it. It's it's well, a good it's, alternative. It's a classic thing to put together with enchanting because you can make your own things yep. to disenchant. Yep, yep. That's exactly what I I started off doing. Is I would get like a bunch of linen, and you can make bandages out of linen. 
but also you can make clothes out of linen and then if you get the right pattern like a, a pattern that'll make a green you can make the item and then disenchant the item to make uh or, or to get like a shard or a dust or something whatever it is that it would disenchant into and then you use that item to skill up your other profession so it's works it works out very well and then the other thing that i was trying to do and, and this sort of worked for a while and then i don't know maybe people got wise to it but i would go to the auction house and I would look for things that would disenchant into items that were worth more than the money I paid for the item itself. So if somebody put up a shirt or a pair of gloves or something and they put it up for a gold, but it would disenchant it to something that was worth four gold, I would do that. That Shh, lasted a week. Giving away all of our secrets. Yeah. <laughs> I do that too. Actually, the other thing that I have found, and I'll probably regret revealing this little gem of knowledge but um small the the lesser uh, essences mm -hmm. often sell for more than the greater essences and that you can sell normally a lesser at you get three lesser essences out of one greater essence mm -hmm. and you can sell the three lesser essences for more than you would sell the one greater <laughs> so watch for those too that's good that's, that can be a good money-making thing. So that's pretty much all I've been doing. Nothing earth-shattering, nothing new. Just leveling, yeah. trying to have a good time. Actually, you know, it spent some time away from the game. <gasps> to relax. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, don't give me heart failure like that. You, you're, you're actually taking some time off? Yes, I... I well, not, not like days or anything, but, you know, I <laughs> went to a concert. Ooh, yay me. Oh, cool! I know, it's like I get out. Like they Blizzard lets me out every once in a while. <laughs> I shouldn't say it like that. Then it sounds like I work for Blizzard, which I don't. But no, I just went to see um, Godsmack and Rob Zombie. Oh, cool! Was it a good concert? Yeah. Let's see. What did I do this week? Um, I started in another alt. Uh <laughs> <laughs> no, you didn't. Yes, Are there I any did. classes no, left for you to play? Um, well, actually, I've, I've come to the conclusion that there are two, there are three classes that I'm probably not ever going to get very far in, um, just because the classes don't really speak to me. And um, they start speaking the, to you, you've got problems. Yeah, exactly. Um, and I used to think there were four, and the fourth was a warlock. But just kind of on a whim, I, I started this orc warlock. And I'm having an absolute blast with her. Mm -hmm. I have no idea why. I, my my highest warlock I'd ever gotten before that was I only got to level 15. Mm -hmm. And I don't know why I never liked this class before. There, it's it's an absolute blast to play. Now you know our guild needs another warlock, like it needs another hole in the head. But um, it doesn't matter. I'm just playing her for kind of fun on the side. Mm -hmm. So I've got her up to level 19. In, took me a little less than a week and um, really been having a good time with her um, but with my with my warrior you know the usual doing ZG doing molten core that kind of thing ubers lubers lobbers ubers lubers lobbers <laughs> finally finally got my last arcane crystal to make an enchanted thorium helm oh nice 
um, which for that's a nice, pretty nice defense helm. And my old helm really, really sucked. It was a, it was a, pal- <laughs> it was really a paladin helm. Uh-huh. It, it had spirit and intelli- and intellect on it and such. And, you know, most of my weapon skills are three hundred now. I, I do, I can be dumb as a turnip again. Um, so. It was really a pally helm. It was not that great, so it was good to get that replaced. And just started, you know, farming some various random factions and that sort of thing. So, uh, Kryler, what have you been up to? Oh, well... Besides eating mothballs. Yeah, yeah, I have to admit, I, I had my microphone turned off the whole time you guys were talking because I was eating malted milk balls. <laughs> so... <laughs> You know, that's just kind of the way it goes. I was telling these guys we stopped at this gift shop today, and I got these absolutely awesome malted milk balls, and it's a really good thing that it's only a four-ounce bag. <laughs> but anyway, um, well, I'm really enjoying uh, my new pod priest, whom I've gotten up to 60, actually a while ago now, and I left a 60 priest on another server to come over here. But Wow. So I did the uh, I did the AV grindage to exalted so i can ride my little frost wolf around and that's pretty cool that's always fun <laughs> uh you know uh, on the one hand if you actually just go in there and take over and say group one go here group two go there group three go here everybody else go there and then rag on anybody who doesn't do it you can actually you know get to vandar in 20 minutes and win or lose you're gonna get a real good rep per hour but one does get really tired of the whining and crying. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I get to the point, I think just about everybody seems to do this, where, uh, you know, I was catching myself saying things in Battleground chat that <laughs> might be honestly how I feel, but at some point you're going to decredit discredit your guild by saying something <laughs> a lot worse than cry more, noob. <laughs> and uh, so I kind of gave up on that, but I got my, uh, I got my Frost Wolf, and that was good. Um, the mandatory uh, rep grindage for uh, Hydraxian and uh, some of those reps, Zilgrub rep. And uh, I don't know about you guys, but I'm about to start up a collection because I'd like to buy Duke Hydraxis a nice uh, apartment, maybe in the drag somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, getting, I'm getting really tired of riding out to his stupid little uh, shoreline and then swimming out there. For those who are not familiar with that particular part, once you get to Molten Core, there's this water elemental you got to talk to for a variety of quests, and he's way the hell out on some freaking little rock off in the middle of the ocean off of Shara, mm-hmm. and he's a total pain to get to. And I think it's yeah, the my... easternmost part of the world, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. My real complaint about it, if they would let me levitate and ride my horse, it wouldn't be so bad. Uh, because as a priest, I could just, you know, ride out from the water and keep riding and get there. But um, as soon as you get in the water, of course, it dismounts you, and then in you go, and now you're screwed. you got to swim the whole way. So it's just, uh, that's kind of annoying. Mm. But, you know, otherwise, with Ren, um, you know, we're doing uh, Molten Core and Zulgarub for raids, mostly. And uh, I've had the pleasure of uh, dying to Hakar and numerous <laughs> other mobs in... Uh, in uh, Molten Core, my uh, my most hated is clearly Mandukir the Blood Lord. Um, oh yeah, uh, that's Zulgarub. Yeah, you, yeah, that's. But I hate him more than anybody in Molten Core. Yeah. To be honest, because he's uh, 
he's the one that's given us the most trouble, really. So that's kind of what I've been up to. Well, for the the big news <laughs> this week <laughs> yeah. is really kind of nasty, and everyone needs to be aware of the fact that there is a keylogger program out there, and accounts are getting hacked. Yeah, for those of you that don't know what a keylogger is, it's something that actually reads your keystrokes as you type them, and then either stores them locally or, in this case, sends them out to a remote site. So what that means is uh, this keylogger specifically waits for you to start logging into World of Warcraft, and it takes your um, password, or your, your username and your password. Now, the problems that people were seeing is that, obviously, these people would log into your account, disenchant your stuff or sell it, and basically leave your character naked, and that's it. They make the gold, and you're left with nothing. Some of them have been deleting the characters as well as taking all of their stuff. Um, one of our guildies, who is um, Mike from um, Analog Hole podcast, he talks about it extensively on, on the latest episode of that, um, had not only had all of his stuff taken, but he was left with nothing, no characters on any server except for one bank mule, mm -hmm. who of course was stripped. But he lost his you know, his level 60 hunter, gone. Uh, all of his other characters, gone. Mm -hmm. And the, the appeals process to get your stuff back seems to be fairly lengthy. Yeah, I've heard of people, you know, either getting it done within a week or getting it done within a month. I, I don't know the specifics of that. I, I couldn't tell you why, but yeah, it's it's a rather lengthy process. And I hate to say it, but the longer it takes, the you know, the the, the less you're going to want to play the game again. Right now, a lot of these this seemed to start happening in the, in the latter part of August. But it's continuing to go on, and what they think has happened is that this program is being distributed through various World of Warcraft sites, yes. forums, um, anyone. Now, there was one rumor that was circulating, and I don't know if it's true, but it's one of those things to be careful of, that the site for the CT mods is ctmod.net. There is a ctmod.com, oh. which is looks like a search page. But there were several people who observed that on patch day for the 1.12 patch, that ctmod.com was made to look like a low bandwidth version of ctmod.net. Really? And that people were going and they were downloading executables that were made to look like the updates for the CT mods. Oh, see that I didn't know of. Um, this is this is one of the things that, that I read about. I don't know. I I'm not sure that it's true. But if that's the case, one of the things that people need to be aware of is the CT mods are always, always, always distributed as zip files, never as executables. Mm -hmm. And that during this time. Even those those mods which are distributed as executables, for example, I know like you know Auctioneer is and some other ones, they're always distributed also as a zip file. 
So get the zip file and, and do it the not so very hard way right. rather than using the executable. I saw mm -hmm. posts on the Blizzard board where people were posting pictures of deaths of certain bosses and knacks. But the problem is that the mm -hmm. links were not to pictures. They were to actual, like it, it, would, it, it would say .jpg.htm. So, so it was actually a link to a page that would infect your computer. Or .scr, they also Right, right, said right, that, or that, .scr. It, so people were getting this thing without even realizing it. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, you know, like we said, people got their accounts hacked. Now, there are a couple of things you can do. One, obviously, is a antivirus program. Now, say what you will about antivirus programs. I realize that some of them are very intrusive. It's not up to us to suggest any of them to you. The best thing to do is probably read the um, the keylogger thread on the World of Warcraft official forums and the general you know, the general forums. And there's also one under customer service. Oh, there. Okay. That's, okay. Good. Yeah. So there's one under customer service also, and just see what people have said about certain antivirus programs that they have used. Um, I've personally had issues with pretty much every major antivirus program out there, <laughs> so I I am in no position to suggest something because, and it's just not going to be good. It won't. It, that, it's a whole other issue. Uh, the other thing, the other suggestion that I've seen is that what you can do. Um, is you can click on the option where the game remembers your username. So that way, the only thing you're typing in every time you launch the game is just your password. Now, that's great, except if the keylogger is there when you're typing in your username for the first time, it, well, you know, you're screwed anyway. Right. The, um, the thing that you want to make sure, if you're, if you're new to the game and you're just starting it, don't make your login ID the same as the character name of any character you're going to use because anyone who knows your anyone who can associate your character name with this is going to probably going to be able to guess it mm -hmm. if your login ID and your character name are the same. Mm -hmm. So you might want to see if you can make those different. Yeah. Uh now if you've already done it, you've already done it and you're screwed. So, <laughs> um, in addition to this, you also would want to use anti-spyware, which can prevent some keylogger issues. Not all of them. Some things will be picked up by the um, by the antivirus program, but some other things can be picked up by spyware programs. And there are several good free spyware programs out there. Mm -hmm. And uh, so, again, look at the threads, and there will be some specific recommendations. Now, there is a way that you can check to mm -hmm. see if this is on your your machine. Right. This, now, I don't know. These are I black diamond instructions, by the way. Yes. Um, the I don't know how to do this on a Mac. I don't even know if this affects a Mac. No. One of the things that Mike from Analog Hole posted on our on our forums was some instructions on how to find out if you have this on your machine now. And it's actually not very difficult to spot. What you do is on your Windows machine, I don't know what to do for a Mac. I'm, I'm sorry, I, I, I looked around and I couldn't find anything about it. I'm not even sure these keylogger programs affect Macs. Uh, no, they don't. I, but 
On a Windows machine, you hit Control-Alt-Delete, which will bring up the Task Manager. There's a tab for Processes. Click that and look at the list. You can sort it by name to make it very easy. In that list, you'll see anywhere from one to several processes that are all called svchost.exe. Mm -hmm. Those are all okay. However, the Keylogger program makes it look like this file, but it makes slight differences like SVC host with, an, with a zero instead of an O or SVQ host or SCV host. If they have, if you have anything on your machine other that looks sort of like svchost.exe but is spelled a little differently, then you probably have the keylogger on your system. Mm -hmm. um, so you want to get rid of those files, change your password immediately, run antivirus, run anti-spyware. Anti um, once you're confident it's gone, then uh, it may be smart to change your password yet again. But that's one way you can check directly to see if it's on your machine. Now, I'm not sure that's going to cover all the key loggers, but it might be a way for you to check at least one of them. One of the other things I do, which I realize that not everyone else has the luxury of doing, is I actually do all of my surfing for information about World of Warcraft on a separate machine from my gaming machine. I do the same thing. And I know that not everyone can do that. I know. Kryler, I know. Kryler for one, can't do that. <laughs> well, I only have one personal machine. My Well, I have a personal laptop, but it's old enough that it's junk, so... Right, but if you have the luxury of doing that, one of the way, easy ways you can avoid this whole keylogger thing in the, completely is just not to use the web to look up World of Warcraft stuff on the same machine that you that you game on. Mm -hmm. And that should avoid you getting the keylogger entirely. Um, I did the search, and of course, I'm, I'm clean. I do all my browsing on my Mac, actually. Um, very rare occasions that I actually do any browsing on my PC for this very reason. Uh, another thing that I found out, and th this is listed on the... Um, not the whispering boards, the um, general boards, is that Firefox will not help you. For those people, right. myself included, that do not like Internet Explorer for whatever reason and you know, sing the praises of Firefox, unfortunately, Firefox will not help. So this, this is that nasty. Yeah, Firefox is not, <clears throat> not going to save you from everything. It'll save you from a lot, <laughs> but it's not going to save you from everything. So you, you don't don't have a false sense of security on that one. So I think that's pretty much all that I wanted to cover. And I, did you have anything else? Because the, there are some key points that I wanted to make sure that everybody knew about this thing. Yeah, I think that that's, that's pretty much all that oh. we have. Right. Yeah, I have one. Uh, make sure your firewall, if, if you don't have one, get some sort of firewall. Um, I mm -hmm. have... Uh, a Linksys wireless router, not, not the best firewall on the planet, but at least it helps. It's actually caught a few things over the mm -hmm. years. But, you know, make sure you have something that either flat out blocks things um, out or in without your express knowledge or warns you about things that are coming in and out. Uh, there was a... Um, 
there's a nice firewall years ago. I forgot what it was called, but it would actually tell you um, uh, such and such is trying to get information out to the internet, and it doesn't look like you're trying to do this yourself, or you know something is trying to come in from the internet. Do you want to authorize this? And I I'm, I just thought about it now, and I don't remember the name of it. Um, Wasn't that Zone Alarm? That, that would there do you that? go, Zone Alarm. That was it. Yeah, I think they still make Zone Alarm. Do they? Okay, because I haven't heard about yeah. it in a long time. I'm not 100% sure about that. I use McAfee, and their uh, their, their firewall seems to work. And, you know, if you can't, if you don't want to buy another firewall, Windows comes with one. Okay. It's not a great firewall, but, no. you know, it's better than nothing. <laughs> anything is better than nothing, and anybody will tell you that anything is better than nothing. It's just a question of how well what you have installed works. Right. On the World of Warcraft site, they've now released information about talents and spells which they're going to be releasing with the new expansion for all of the classes except druids. for druids and hunters. <laughs> I'm still waiting, still waiting. Although somebody <laughs> posted some leaked stuff from, you know, the, I don't know, whatever alpha beta is out there now. But uh, you can't believe it until you actually no, see it. I'd I don't. I we try not to spread too many rumors here. <laughs> no, no, no. We we are not a rumor mill, which is why I'm not even going to mention what they are. So right, exactly. No. But um, you know, looked over some of them are kind of interesting. I just wanted to just very quickly touch on the warrior talents. As I would expect, there's nothing that I'm getting super excited about in either the arms or the fury trees. They've, they've made some changes. Um, they've made a couple of swaps. They moved tactical mastery from, from arms to protection. I got mixed reactions about that. Yes, I believe it belongs in protection. This is the, the talent which makes it so you don't lose quite so much rage when you change stances. Right. I had rather hoped that in the expansion they would do for tactical mastery with what they did for evocation in mages and just make it an inherent ability because it's one of those things that every warrior just needs to have tactical mastery at least a couple of points so why not just make it a regular ability um, and I am a little bummed about the fact that they took out iron will which gives you additional resists to um, stun and charm effects mm -hmm out of protection and into the arms tree. So I'm not really too pleased about that. But they really have spiffed up the protection tree, and this is what I'm really excited about. Cause, and it makes more sense to, make, to really spiff up the protection tree, especially at the higher level, since the vast majority of warriors at that level are going to be, are going to be concentrating a lot on protection. Mm -hmm. But they really added some things that I think are very very cool um one of the ones that that is increases stamina to up to five percent reduces the rage cost of all offensibility uh, of all offensive abilities by up to three points um the end ability is really quite fun it's called devastate and it, it's an instant weapon attack that causes 50% of weapons damage, plus 15, and additional threat for each application of Sunder Armor on the target. In addition, the attack will renew the duration of the Sunder Armor effect. So it's kind of fun, because it, 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 it actually interacts with another ability. 
And of course, Thunder Armor is the bread and butter of the Protection yeah, Warrior sure for getting aggro. So being able to renew that with another ability that does extra damage and extra threat is actually quite exciting. So, I mean, I, I looked at a couple of the other ones. Um, what was your impression of the Mage Tree? I know that that's sort of turning into your second class. I was. We were talking about this before we started recording, and one thing that I liked is Summon Water Elemental, which is the last item in the um, in the Frost Tree, which is it seems really cool. Go ahead. I yeah. know what you're going to say, Kryler. <laughs> My first reaction was, I'm going to forget what game I'm playing, and I'm going to think I'm playing that other game that I used to play. The E yeah. game. Age. The E game. The E yep. game. Um, you know, I mean, right now, to be honest, I'm I'm still so so early into playing a mage I'm, not, I'm taking the the fire tree right now because it seemed to be the best thing for me based on the fact that there was <laughs> plus fire damage gear out there so like i would find like shoulders and chest or, or, or you know, a couple of things gloves that had like plus seven fire here plus five fire there so for damage since you know the faster you burn a mob down the less it'll actually hit you it seemed to me to be to be um going down the uh, fire tree people have said that the frost tree is good for pvp but you know for me to look down the arcane tree after only playing a mage for a few weeks and uh, so i'm sure as i progress higher and higher like once i get into my 40s or 50s then maybe i'll understand you know how these you know these trees work a little better but mm -hmm. um, for now, I'm I'm just you know I'm really impressed with the you know, the frost tree. If I ever do wind up getting to that in molten core, because I know a lot of people, a lot of mages go frost once they hit like fifty six, fifty seven. Mm -hmm. Uh, Kryler, what did you think of the priest, tr the talents and such? Yeah, that's a good uh, that's a good start because um, it leads right into some of the things I've been doing with my priest. Um, I guess overall. Uh, in the talents, we'll take the talents first. Um, one of the ones that stands out is um, we're going to get a, uh, a uh, group renewal. And renew is one of my favorite heal spells um, because it's uh, slow and gradual aggro. So uh, I think Circle of Renewal looks really good. Um, both the Holy and the Shadow Tree are going to get a version of a talent called Re Resilience which uh, will reduce the, either the probability of a crit or the severity of it. And um, I, th I think that'll be really good because, of course, as a cloth wearer, um, a big crit, if you're uh, at all wounded, can just take you right down in one hit. Mm -hmm. So I think that'll be an, uh, a pretty nice. There's kind of an intriguing talent in the discipline tree, improved divine spirit, which... I immediately think about that for the holy discipline priests who are using spiritual guidance and um, the divine spirit buff, and that looks pretty good. Um, I think the real gem so far uh, is in the spells, though, and it's a we're going to get a mass dispel, which mm. uh, I think in some of those uh, fights, like where you get uh, ignite mana in molten core, or one of those, uh, that would be uh, the bomb. <laughs> Not in the same sense of you're the bomb that you get in Molten Core, but <laughs> I had a really bad experience with that actually the other day in Molten Core. I was the bomb and I ran into the corner and shielded myself and survived and bounced off the ceiling and just as I turned to run out of the designated bomb disposal corner, 
another hunter came running in. Uh. <laughs> and that one I did not survive. So that was bad. But uh, the lesson learned here is if you run into a corner to explode, remember that somebody else may be headed to that corner <laughs> to explode, and you should leave there as quickly as possible. Or if you're not. the bomb, don't run towards somebody else that you know just became the bomb. Yeah. <laughs> be courteous to the other bombs. That's right. <laughs> so that was kind of amusing because he sent me a sent me a whisper and said, I'm sorry, I think I blew you up. <laughs> and I said, well, you know, I shouldn't have stood in the bomb disposal corner healing myself. So, But, um, you know, after talking about mass dispel, and I guess um, this is a pretty good bridge to talking about priest stuff if you guys want to just go to it right now. Sure. Sure. Um, I want to talk about the decursive mod uh, because um, as I... After I'd been 60 for a while, I did respect to Holy Discipline. And um, just a very powerful build, you know, working in a raid or a large group. And uh, really enjoyed having the decursive mod because uh, what that, for those of you who haven't used it, what that does is it lets you configure uh, what classes you're looking at, what groups you're covering. So if you have designated groups like, you know, you've got uh, group one, group two, or or uh, it's a specific buff, like the Ignite Mana bu debuff that I was talking about is really only relevant if you have mana. So uh, Warriors and Rogues, we don't. there's no point in dispelling them. And it'll let you set up a priority list that says, watch these guys, ignore these guys, and as soon as somebody receives a debuff, it just pops up in this little window and you can click on it and dispel it if they're within range. Huh. Tremendously powerful. Mm -hmm. Um, for a priest uh, who would be using Dispel Magic or for a mage who might be decursing. Druid also. And, uh, really, <laughs> I know, <laughs> want to buy decurse. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, that's a really nice mod, and I, you know, I know that people say you can see all that stuff in CT Raid, but those icons are so small. Yeah, sometimes they can be, sure, yeah. And, um, you know, to just drag over the... Um, the CT raid to the side and then kind of sort of in the middle I have the decursive window and then of course I have my res monitor and a couple of other mods pretty soon I, I can't see what's going on that's what <laughs> you, have to, you do have to understand that you know when I blunder around um, like a, an undead person with no eyeballs it's not <laughs> because I am an undead person with no eyeballs although in fact I am but <laughs> I knew there was something really about you <laughs> yeah, but it's really because my screen in a raid situation is just totally obscured with mods and windows and meters and stuff where I'm trying to keep everybody alive. But, um, you know, it's funny what I wanted to talk about as a priest. I was, um, I leveled as a shadow priest and I, I really enjoyed it. And I did most of my um, initial AV grinding as a shadow priest too. Um, but then as we were getting into Zulgarub and... Uh, Molten Core, I went Holy Discipline, which is a great build. Um, but I found I really missed just a few things that were really critical. So I, I tried something different, and uh, I've actually been for a few weeks uh, what I'm, I'm kind of calling a shadow healer, which is um, that I, I took up to spiritual guidance and spiritual healing in Holy, and then up to Vampiric Embrace and Silence in Shadow. And uh, what that gives me is if I'm in, like, an Uber's Luber's run or something like that, um, and I'm not the primary healer, then where I typically come out is um, 
I'll out damage everybody but the non DPS, but the pure DPS classes. I won't out damage a hunter or a mage or a rogue. Uh, but I will also out heal everybody but the holy discipline priests. And uh, it makes a really interesting um, kind of secondary character class. And I do have the luxury, I won't name names, but we have some absolutely fantastic holy discipline priests in our guild. Um, and uh, so typically when I run, uh, there's a few of those folks that I tend to run with. And uh, there's no need for me to be uh, an absolutely superb healer because we'll have two or three of those in the group. And uh, so in this case, I have a little more to give. And one of the things I get um, that's really pretty cool about that actually is you get silence and you get shadow focus, which is the uh, ability that reduces the target's ability to uh, resist your spells. And you get uh, vampiric embrace and mind fly. Uh, now what you give up, and I've paid the price for this a couple times actually, is uh, aggro reduction. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that I, makes my life fun. <laughs> again, you definitely need to rely on you know having good tanks with you because um, you know I can I have to be very very careful about aggro and um, uh, because it's very easy to you know just get unbreakable aggro and get mowed, uh, which doesn't take long if you're talking about you know an ancient core hound or something like that. It's basically they eat me in one bite. So it's kind of an interesting spec, and uh, I've been doing that. Uh, really found that it worked very well in AV because um, I have Holy Nova, but I also have Silence. And I have Vampiric Embrace. Uh, all of those are things that uh, can really influence a fight if you use them right. And, um, and also, just from the self-centered perspective, um, it touches everybody close to you. And of course, you know, if you're an experienced PvP or in Battlegrounds, you know, you want to touch as many people as possible to get on their hate list so that you get um, rep and honor when they die. And so things like Vampiric Embrace, which heals everybody in your party that's within range, or AoE spells like Holy Nova are great for that. And, um, you know, then when you have mind control and the r ability that reduces resist, you can have real fun like standing in the entrance way and uh, grabbing the enemy priest and pulling him out of the room with Vandar out into your guys so you can kill him. And uh, I, I amuse myself by imagining the look on their face when they see <laughs> themselves start running out into the mob of horde people and realize that they've been mind controlled. So, you know, it's, uh, it's actually kind of an interesting build and I had a lot of fun with it. Um, I w the one thing I haven't mentioned uh, is um, I don't know actually that I do m a lot more damage in this build than I did pure holy and uh, I think there's a couple reasons for that um, you might think with all the pluses to damage and everything that you get in the shadow tree that you would do more damage but um, the holy tree does pretty well in that regard and I think you know people see there's all this plus shadow damage gear right but mm -hmm. the problem is there's also a lot of plus shadow resist gear. And uh, so, and I think there's more mobs that are shadow resistant. And there's certainly more players that are very shadow resistant. There's very little holy resist gear out there. 
there's uh, holy protection potions and a few things. But uh, my observation is that uh, I didn't do as much extra damage as I thought I would when I specced back to, to Shadow, um, but I became a lot more versatile. So I'm, I'm having fun with that build, and uh, it's kind of fun. Uh, and I am back to Shadow Holy. Um, I don't know if, if I'll stay that way. Certainly, you know, I mentioned at the top of the show, what I've been doing the last few days is uh, grinding the last bits of Hydraxian rep out in Silithus. And, uh, you know, not in shadow form. I can just uh, pretty much just run and blow through level 56 to level 58 er earth elementals or air elementals constantly without stopping a drink. Oh, cool. So um, I think, you know, that's really a testament. It's a, it's a, it's a pretty good build. And um, I'm not sure I could have done that in a pure holy build. In fact, I'm pretty sure I couldn't have. Mm -hmm. So I, I'm, I'm pretty happy with it overall. It's a little weird, but so that's what I've been up to. Now, <laughs> well, my question is if something dropped, let's say it, it doesn't matter where you are, you're in a, uh, an instance somewhere, Ubers, Lubers, Lovers, and a piece of plus healing cloth drops, would you want that or would you rather go for something like plus damage? Well, right now I'm pretty generic in my spec because most of the time if I'm in a group um, I do heal um, I, to be clear I didn't take shadow form and uh, so you know my first role is usually to make sure my group stays up and so you know it is it's a little hard to think what would you choose mm -hmm. and, um, you know based on this that or the other thing but you know frankly most of my gear right now is um, trying to think is either sets like uh, tier zero, tier one, mm -hmm. point five gear, or it's um, specific drops um, from things like uh, I'm trying to remember some specific examples. Things like the um, uh, Zulgarub bits and that kind of thing. There is an there's an interesting debate that comes up. I have switches because I have like the Don Rodrigo's band from AV, which is clearly a PvP item. Reduce targets, resists, which essentially equates to extra damage, right? Mm -hmm. Right. And um, and then, uh, but that's really not very useful if you're more a main healer. So you know, I, I don't really. It's a, it's an interesting question, Starman, because I switch stuff back yeah. and forth. Like if I'm solo wing, I'd rather have. And I have like four pairs of pants for that exact same <laughs> I, I, I do the exact same. Well, that's why I asked because I do the exact same thing. I solo, I, you know, I use item rack. And, you know, if, depending on the situation, I've got a healing set. I've got a damage set. I've got a normal set. Yeah, I, I do the exact same thing that you do. You know, and there's some cases where, you know, like my my uh, my main hand weapon, I have the aura stone hammer and uh, my... Uh, I have the Prophecy Crown, and those things I pretty much don't switch because I just don't have anything better. But then if you look at, like, my offhand, I have the Shadow Book, I have the Healing Lay from AV, and then I have that uh, Skull thing that gives you all the resists right. that I think is from Strat. Right. And so, again, it isn't just what my role is. It's also, like, if you're uh, going to do uh, Gehenna, right, I must have the resists because his bolts will just wipe me out otherwise. Mm -hmm. So I'll give up the 50 points of healing 
because if I'm dead, I'm not doing any healing. Right. <laughs> so, you know, it's uh, unfortunately, it's one of those, you know, complicated trade-off deals, right? <laughs> I have the same thing. I have a, I have the cold wand from uh, AV. I have the Torch of Austin, and I have that Sculler wand, right? So you say, well, what do I want more, cold resist, fire resist, or shadow resist? Well, uh, just, just from experience, it depends on where you're going to be. Yep, mm-hmm. exactly. You know, that's why, I mean, they, that's why right, my bags are always full. Well, <laughs> <laughs> I have, I have now. I don't have any eighteen slot bags because I, even though now you can get them with um, these tokens that you get over in Light Hope, Light Hope, Light Hope's Chapel. I haven't gotten any yet. I'm working on it. Not hard. I was just gonna say I'm working hard. I'm like, no, no, I'm not working hard. Um, I have four of one and seven of another, and you need seven of both in order to get an eighteen slot bag. But the more that you wind up doing, like the higher you get in terms of um, instances, like in Nax Ramis, Nax Ramis, Nax. Nax. What what I find is that I've got shadow resist gear, I've got fire resist gear, I've got nature resist gear. I'm building up my frost resist gear. I mean, there are just so many different things that you need, and you know, in when you're doing molten core and blackwing lair, it's just, it's nothing but fire. And a little bit of shadow. But, you know, as you progress, you know, more and more, like, you know, you might need nature. Yeah, and, and your yeah. bag space becomes extremely valuable. Yeah, ZG is nature city, too. Mm-hmm. And uh, my nature gear really stinks. So, <laughs> <laughs> unfortunately. Yeah, and then you have to balance the sacrifice you make depending on your gear, or your resist gear. Because, like, uh, for me, if I put on full nature gear, I sacrifice a ton of int. Yeah, I sacrifice defense when I go for my fire resist mm-hmm. gear, and you've got to do. You have to kind of strike this balance between, you know, what is it that you're going to wear for particular. I've got two different sets of mixes of fire resist and tanking gear, depending on whether I want to go full fire resist, mostly fire resist, or mostly defense with some fire resist. You know, yeah. it just gets crazy yeah. after yeah. a while. Yeah. But Thank God for item rack. Yeah, resist <laughs> gear is so important, though. My first day in uh, Molten Core, we got to the dog, and old Magmadar, he just barfed a big old ball of fire on my head, <laughs> and that was the end of that. I was yeah. just waiting to see if anybody would be left alive to res me, you know? Well, So it's pretty important. I found that when I first started doing Molten Core and I had, like, no fire resist gear, I I was getting hammered left and right. Then when my fire resist gear started getting better and better, like in the 200s and the 250s, then I would get hit by Magmadar, and I would just laugh at him. I would actually do a slash LOL when he hit me. <laughs> Not all the time, of course, because I'm healing. But, I mean, I would, <laughs> you know, it, it's just one of those things where, you know, the, the, the more you do, the better you get. And, and you'll start getting item after item after item. And that's actually a, something I should do, which I, I've been meaning to for a while, is how to build up your resists in um uh, for certain instances yeah that would be a good topic because that that's something that becomes incredibly important at 60 that's resists are one of those things that mean almost nothing before 60 and then they mean almost everything Mm -hmm. afterwards it's it's one of those amazing changes that happens when you hit 60 so here's a tip get bag space Yes. Blizzard, if you're listening, give us bag space. Give us bigger bags. Give us bigger bags, damn it. 
Come on, please. <laughs> you, 24 slot bags, is it that difficult? You did it for herbs, and you did it, you've done it for enchanting stuff. Just how about for My regular goodness, stuff? Goodness, between. How about, how about like a garment bag? <laughs> there you go. No, something. Give me a, give me a garment exactly, bag a that garment I can like, hang my clothes in. I've got stuff from you know the July Fourth festival thing. I've got from the Winter's Festival two years in a row. I've got. I mean, I've got so much stuff lying around. And you know, as time goes on, and you know, you've got these items, you've got quest items. It builds up, and I have no space left. And it's not like you can just farm them off to some mule because a lot of the stuff that you have is sold out. Yeah, see, I, I'm lucky so that I... you can't send it to anyone. Exactly, and I'm lucky that I have two accounts so I can actually have two computers next to each other and I'll actually give stuff to my mule. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, you're right. Uh, the stuff that I own on my main is starting to become increasingly more soul-bound. Blizzard, I don't want bags. I want a walk-in closet. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm a, I'm a horrible pack rat when it comes to... It, and plus, not only a horrible pack rat, but I'm also a blacksmith. Hey, I might and the need only that blacks cookie someday. <laughs> um, yeah, well, I'm a blacksmith. I'm the only blacksmith in our guild who is an axsmith. I'm the only blacksmith who knows certain valuable recipes, such as a steel weapon chain. So I've always got people asking me to make this stuff, and I can, you know, I've, so it means I've got to keep materials on hand, because even if, you know, a lot of times they don't have them, right. they'll reimburse me for them, but they don't have the stuff. You know, it just gets, it gets really tedious. Mm -hmm. I have to keep my philosopher's stone. Oh. Mm -hmm. Well, fortunately, one of the things that they said for enchanters that they're going to, that they said they're going to do in the expansion is that your highest rod will work for all of the lower recipes. Well, good. So if you have a silver rod, it'll work for the copper rod recipes too. Or if you have the arcanite rod, it'll work for all the recipes. And you know, it's silly having you end up with like five rods when you're done with 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 all of that. A silver was it no copper, silver, golden, true silver, and arcanite. Right. Yeah, five. Right. So well, I'm glad oh, you yeah, answered that question because I couldn't have done it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so you've been having some adventures in Nax. Yes, Nax is. Um, I gotta say that you know Nax is like mixed because there we have good nights and bad nights, and you know, the good nights are when we can down like four bosses in a night, and then the bad nights are when we're stuck on one boss for three days. And you know there's there's some guilds that are having problems with bosses that you know we didn't have problems with and you know vice versa so nax is see nax is strange because apart from the layout and the bosses and everything the gear that drops in there you can debate whether or not it's better or equivalent to aq40 like we're dropping aq40 in our guild and there are some people that are really happy about it and there are some people that are very unhappy about it and I'm not here to say whether or not that's a good idea because I can easily see both sides of the argument I will say that a staff that I got out of um, out of AQ 40 has like plus 143 healing on it and I've yet to find something wow. some equivalent to that in Nax. It might be there. I haven't seen it in the loot table. 
Now, how would you rate the difficulty of AQ40 versus Snacks? Um, ooh. You see, I, I, I'm stalling on this question because I'm, I'm, I'm thinking of all the bosses. And, you know, it. some of them, all right, I'll say this. Some of them, the, the difficulty are roughly equal. The ones in Knacks are, are most definitely more difficult. Like Makesna is difficult. Mm -hmm. Patchwork, ooh. Patchwork <laughs> is so difficult. You ha you're a healer. You have to have, I think, a minimum of 16 healers in your group. And yeah, and I'm not going to get into the strategy because, you know, to be honest with you, we haven't taken them down yet. And um, <laughs> it's, what other? There's um, Anubrakan, which I'll probably go into a little later. There's um, Resuvius. There's Noth. <laughs> um, Mixna, which I already mentioned. You know, so I, I try to compare things like how are the Twin Emperors versus Patchwork. You know, it's those two could probably be just as difficult depending on the skill level of your guild. How is Cthulhu versus, uh, I don't know. I mean, to be honest with you, I mean, Cthulhu we started and then uh, and the next came out and then we just sort of abandoned him. So I couldn't tell you how difficult he is because we never downed him. But um, it's it's tough to say. You're in for a long fight no matter what you do. Mm -hmm. To be honest with you, I mean it's it's a long answer to your question, but <laughs> it's um, you know they're roughly equivalent, but Nax is a little harder. Yeah, I would have to say that that overall, so far, Nax has been a little more difficult. Um, mm -hmm. You take uh, a fight like Huhu in in AQ forty, which can be sort of the equivalent of maybe patchwork. But you need more healing. I don't know. There, there are different ways of looking at it. Sometimes what we try to do is just get a point of reference with these bosses and say, well, you know, it's like this boss, but you got to do this differently. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm going to go over Nubricon real fast. And I, I just want to give people an idea as to what you have to do with, with, with the next boss. Nubricon is in the spider wing. He's the first... A boss in the spider wing and he's you get to him very quickly you take down three groups of spiders and ooh, is it i think it's one or two groups of skitterers and you're there i mean you know a, a good guild should probably be able to get to a nubricon in about you know 20 minutes the fight is it's circular room you come in on one end a nubricon is on the other end and he has two crypt guards on either side of him and the fight on paper seems very simple. You have somebody tanking a Nubricon while a bunch of other people take down the two Crypt Lords. Now, once you take down both Crypt Lords, um, so long as you do everything right, then you'll only have to deal with one at a time because at, at certain points they respawn. So you take down the two Crypt Lords, and once you do that, then you go DPS on Anubricon as much as you can. Problem is that Anubricon every 90 seconds, if I remember this correctly, I think the timer might be off a little bit. 
But what you do every 90 seconds is you have to kite him from one end of the room in a 180 degree circle to the other side of the room. The reason why is because he does something called a lotus swarm. Now, this lotus swarm will literally kill you in five seconds, six seconds, maybe seven if you've got a lot of you know, hit points. But it does a stacking nature damage, which is extremely difficult to heal against. We've done it. But it's better to take a greater nature protection potion if it hits you or before it hits you. You have enough, of, if you're fast on your reaction times, you can take, like I've done this, you can take a greater nature protection potion if you just first get hit with Lotus Swarm and you'll survive it. But what you do is you have to kite him because you can't tank him while this Lotus Swarm is going off. It's a 30 degree, I'm sorry, it's a 30 yard radius around him in a 360 degree circle so it's not like you can tank him from behind or hit him from behind you have to stay out of that aoe and so what i found is that my healing spells are are, are on a 35 yard radius so as long as you're keeping in front of the tank and the tank is keeping in front of anubricon you should be able to heal the tank while you're running in front of him, uh, now I'm speaking as a druid, you, know, you can hit him with spells, you can hit him with spells uh, while you're running. And by the time he gets to the other end, the AoE should stop. The AoE lasts for 20 seconds. And then you start the whole thing over again. Now when the Lotus Swarm starts, another Crypt Guard will spawn. And it's up to the, the Crypt Guard group to take him down as fast as possible. The problem, the, the, the catch to this whole thing is this. If you die, it spawns, I think, five or six. Um, I'm not sure of the number, but um, they're corpse scarabs. They're basically little scarabs that will spread out from a dead body. Meaning if you die, then these things are going to spawn out of you immediately. And they do a hideous amount of damage. If you don't catch these things fast, if your gear isn't good enough, th these things will kill you very, very quickly. So what we do is, apart from making sure that everybody stays alive, is if these things were to um, were to appear, either from that or from a Crypt Guard, these, these things, I should say, also spawn from Crypt Guards, but not at a set time. We, we've been trying to figure it out, and it's, it's random. Um as soon as you see these things, it's the mage's absolute priority to frost nova these things and burn them down. Because if you don't, then other people die, and then more scarabs, and then more scarabs, and then more scarabs, and then it's like a domino effect. And what's going to wind up happening is eventually there are going to be so many scarabs hitting you for two, three, four hundred a pop, multiple of, multiples of them, then you're just dead within seconds. We've, now, are these elites no, or non-elites? No, they're non-elites. The, 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 the corpse scarabs are non-elites. The crypt guards obviously are. But the corpse mm -hmm. scarabs are non-elites. They're level 60, but they do a lot of damage. So as soon as we see the scarabs, we say on TeamSpeak, it's like scarabs, and then the, the mages just, boom, frost over them. Just keep them where they are, and then burn them. And they burn mm -hmm. them pretty fast. Once you get those, those corpse scarabs out of the way, and they are the absolute highest priority... Um, then what you can do is you know focus back on the crypt guards and you know and then focus back on our nubricon and that's it in a nutshell the only thing that i can say is we usually put i think it's 
five or six healers on the main tank who's stealing a Nubricon. So <laughs> that's it. That's the fight. The, the, the one thing that you have to absolutely make sure about is this. The timing on your healing, um, nature swiftness for druids. I'm sorry, I don't know what the priests can do, but if you keep a steady amount of healing on the main tank as he's tanking Nubricon, everything should be fine. I, you know, as we got into our groove, I mean, now he's more or less on farm status. You know, there, there are a couple times we hit him on the first shot, and there are a couple times we had some problems. But, um, you know, when, the days that we've had problems, you know, we took him down like the second or third try. Mm-hmm. So, um, just keep a steady healing on the main tank. I, I honestly can't tell you what to do about the crypt guards on the other side of the room. Oh, there's another uh, point. Make sure that the crypt guards are killed on the opposite side of the room that you're going to swing an Ubercon back and forth from. Because, of course, with that 30-yard AOE, you want to make sure that nobody gets it. Mm-hmm. Um, the crypt guards will web certain people. So you want to make sure that uh, that people that need to move out of the AOE don't get webbed. People have died from that early on. Like If, if somebody doesn't pull the the crypt guard properly you know mm-hmm. and, and the crypt guards going all over the place we've actually seen him um web people in the path of the bad aoe and oh, that's yeah that's fun, it's, it's fun. <laughs> great dead and of course when you know when four or five people die each one of those dead people are going to spawn five or six corpse scarabs and they're going to kill everybody yeah so that's why it's just absolutely essential to keep everybody alive in uh in this fight there's there's a lot of fights like that in that uh, we've i've been discovering as i've been hitting the higher level instances where you actually have problems if players die during Mm -hmm. the fight like uh the blood lord in in zulgarub yeah our favorite as mentioned earlier (laughs) yeah he he'll actually level up as um as Yes, he dings. Well, it's very funny actually because he'll shout "ding," and then another mob in the in the um, in the instance will yell "grats" back. It's actually kind <laughs> of amusing if you can get over the fact that the thing is getting more and more powerful the more and more people in your party who are dying. But that's one of the things that you don't run into in any of the lower instances. It's kind of a fun feature of the uh, of the higher level mm-hmm. ones. This must be some new definition of the word fun, of which I was previously unaware. Of. <laughs> <laughs> well, it does. It makes the, the strategy a little more interesting. See, that's the fun part of these fights. The, the, that's the part that I like is figuring it out. You know, like what do you do, and and you're telling you know forty people what to do. That's the fun part is is like, you know, making sure that everybody's on the ball. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's actually our challenge with the Blood Lord is um, they've made some changes to that encounter and his aggro is a little different. One of the things he does is charges people at random and uh, his charge will destroy a cloth wearer. And, um, and then, of course, you have a, a dead person and then he'll dang and things go south and We've actually had a little trouble controlling him, keeping him on the tank. He uh, he has that other feature where uh, he'll announce, so-and-so, I'm watching you. And mm-hmm. if you do anything while he's watching you, um, he dashes to you and crits you and kills you pretty much. And uh, so we've, we've had a little trouble with him. Uh, we had uh, 
a whole series of flawless kills on him and then the last couple of times we've been in there uh, we haven't been able to keep him confined to the tank and then he starts yes, killing cloth wearers and things gets kind of evil so his aggro has been squirrely ever since the last patch I don't know what they did to him I, I think part of it is he has some way that he does an aggro dump now that he didn't used to yeah hmm. but it's uh, we've had more trouble with him since the patch than we did before that's for sure but we digress <laughs> again as usual <laughs> but that's the, yeah that's essentially the fight and that's the kind of fight that you're going to do in in Nax and some of the other fights get really nasty like Resuvius is nasty I'll 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 cover that one at some point in the future uh Makesna is that's a fun fight it really is I'm not going to spoil it or anything but um <laughs> you, you got the timing that's a timing fight where every, uh, everybody's timing has to be on the ball. In fact, like what I do is I have to count in my head. I have to count down. I'm sure there's a mod to do it, but I find it better <laughs> if I do it myself than having some timer which could be off telling me what to do. Yeah, we've, we've had problems with some mods uh, having timers that have been slight, yeah. slightly off. So I don't trust them all the time. I, I'd rather trust myself. And mm -hmm. uh, it's been working out really well. So... Mod of the cast. I actually I wanted to do one other thing first. This was this is uh, something that uh, Kryler and I discussed quite a while ago, and it's a philosophical question about chests, specifically looting chests. And so I'm not sure whether this is a philosophical or an ethical debate. Do you, you remember what I'm talking about, Kryler? I, I think he's, I do. He's, go ahead. he's eating his malt balls. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, say you're out adventuring you're not in an instance you're just out in the open and you come across a chest and you open said chest and there's a couple of really good things in it but there's also a lot of crap in the chest <laughs> what do you do? I'll leave it because you leave the you leave the crap. Well, depend. Well, I'm, here I am complaining about bag space. No, I'm not going to take it. I have no bag space. I'm not going to keep like some crappy gray hammer. Well, you see, because here's the thing, it won't the the chest will stay there, and it won't right. respawn unless it's been empty. I understand that, but yeah, it's but not see, my problem. I go away happy, and you know, <laughs> I go away happy, and I say, I got the jerkin of the monkey. <laughs> and somebody else is going to go open this chest and be really mad because it's got a bottle of water and a crust of bread in it. And, I, I mean, I just go away happy, right? <laughs> and my bags aren't full. so. Um, well, I mean, my... you can always be, be be nice to them, take the stuff, and then destroy the stuff you don't want. If you have the bag space. If you have the yeah, bag and then, space. Trust, assuming you've honestly, got, okay, ass there are times you've when got I've the bag actually space. done that, where I've grabbed the stuff um, to sell it. Because, you know, auctioneer will tell you how much this stuff is worth. Mm -hmm. But if I don't have the bag space, pff, sucker. Yeah, because, you know, you, if you leave that crusty crust of bread and the water in there, it'll be there for the next poor schlub that comes across and goes, Oh, wow, cool, a chest. And they open it and all that's left there is... Bread and water. Bread and water. Or other junk you've left in there. So, so your, your, uh, your uh, conclusion is... Take the good stuff, leave the junk behind. Yeah, the the junk might be somebody else's treasure. Oh, that's true. Although that 
that quickly ceases to be true the higher up the levels <laughs> you go. true. Yeah, but, you know, at oh, higher right. levels, it won't be a slice of bread and a bottle of water. It'll be like... A roasted uh, quail. Yeah, and a, a roasted quail. I mean, somebody could at least... Maybe they feed it to their pet. Who knows, you know? Here's a, it's just uh, one of the reasons that I like ahead. having a boar pet is they'll eat anything. Here's a better philosophical debate. If you're burning your way to a chest and in the middle of the last group of mobs, somebody comes and opens it, what do you do? Kill yeah. them. See, see what you do in that case? You go to the next chest, you loot all the stuff except the crap, and then you make him do the same thing, and then he opens it, pff, there's bread and water. I, re I just think that that is incredibly, incredibly low. I feel the same way about the guy who, you know, you, you're going to a mine or, or an herb node. Oh, oh, can I tell my story? And you get, yeah, you can tell your story after I'm done. Uh, <laughs> you're standing on top of it, um, and your fight, you've, you've caught an aggro, and the guy is literally picking the flower out from between your toes while you're fighting. Yeah. I mean, that's just lower than low. Okay, tell your story, Well, Tyler. it's the exact same story. And you're supposed to say, after I'm done, comma, deer, by the way. Oh, but, I'm sorry. Um, I'm sorry. I was on Pigalus, and uh, he continues to be essentially a mining and gathering slave. But he was out in one of the uh, Scorpashi or Scorpia. I don't remember what they're called, the the bug hives, right, that has the ooze-covered thorium mines. Out in Silithus? Yeah. So he's fighting his way down in there, and uh, this level 50 night elf is following me. And I realize that there's a couple of mobs between me and the node, and what's going to happen is when I pull them and set my pet on them, he's going to run over there and mine that thorium, right? So, uh... Because at 50, he's got no business yeah, being he down, can't there. Be down there. Yeah, down there. I'll eat him, right? I see where this is going. <laughs> yeah, you see where this is going. Because I would do the same thing. Go ahead. This is one of those <laughs> moments where, you know, uh, I have to kind of, you know, apologize for not being a very nice person. And uh, I remember in Guild, I was chuckling about it before I even did it. I said, ha, he thinks he's going to scarf my thorium. He forgets. I can feign. <laughs> <laughs> so, of course... You know, I pulled the thing over by the thorium, left my pet on passive. And uh, when the guy came over to start mining the thorium, I just flopped down. He got instant massive aggro, wiped, and then I got up, killed it, and mined the thorium. <laughs> nice. So, <laughs> yeah. Oh, I, and well-deserved. Yeah, I said, you get what you get, right? Yep. Well, that isn't so much about be, not being a nice person, frankly. I, I just think that those those guys are the lowest of the low, and they deserve what they get. And they're usually rogues. <laughs> you know, I didn't notice what class he was. So <laughs> I can't say. But he was a night elf. Uh, no, no offense, Starman. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> anyway. That's all right. In a virtual world, I can't see the ears, so I have no prejudice against him whatsoever. Right. Um, mod of the cast this week is called Nature Enemy Cast Bars. And nature is spelled without the E at the end. I believe it was created by some tune named N-A-T-U-R. What Nature Enemy Cast Bars does, and, and please, warriors, do not tune me out. Because <laughs> I know you're going to say, oh, this sounds like some caster mod. Okay, I'm going to turn this over to something else. But no, this is an incredibly useful mod for all classes. Because what it allows you to do is not only can you set it up to watch your own spells, you can set it up like I set it up for my warlock to watch my dots. 
and what it does is it you can create anywhere from 5 to 15 bars which um, scroll down at the amount of time down to tenths of a seconds of a duration of a, of a spell such as a dot or a polymorph or sap or a shackle and so you can tell right as I said right down to the tenth of a second how long that that's going to last not only can you watch your own which as I said it's very useful for warlocks for mages for priests whatever you can watch your enemy's spells. So whatever your enemy is casting, you can see it and see the duration of the cast. Um, this is extremely helpful when you're a warrior to be able to say, oh, this you know level 57 non-elite's casting a fireball. I don't care. I've got fire resist. Not worth hitting a blood rage so I can get enough rage to shield bash and interrupt the spell. But then you can say, oh, he's casting a heal. That I know I've got to interrupt, and you know how long you've got before you can interrupt Nice. It. I like that. The other thing that it will do, and this is why this has become probably the most powerful tool in my, in my personal tanking sphere, is you can watch the, the exact duration of any crowd control spell cast by members of your party. Oh. So if you have a mage, a rogue, and a... Um, priest in your group, you can tell how long that shackle is going to last, that sheep is going to last, that sap is going to last. And you can say, sap's got 15 seconds, the sheep's got almost 15 seconds, but the shackle's about to break. I know I've got to go over there and get the, get the shackled mob before it, before it gets out and get a taunt on it. So I can use this to be able to watch all of the crowd control in the party and know what I have to break and in what order without them having to tell me. So it's very useful for that sort of thing. But you know the more that I use this mod the more useful things I find for this and all the different things that I can watch and the information that I have that really allows me to know what to do in a tanking situation. As I said I've also been using this on my warlock um, I've been using this on my mage. It's an incredibly powerful program. It's a very powerful mod, and it's really very useful for any class out there, not just for casters. So I'll be posting this under our mod at the cast, and as I said, it's called Nature Enemy Cast Bars. Hmm. You know, another change they made in the game real recently, and it must have been in the patch, but I didn't notice it, is the ability to see target of target. Yeah, it was in the patch. In the, uh, in the patch, directly, not just in CT Raid. Yeah, in the, interfa in the interface uh, I like, options. I like that a lot, and that's been responsible for some of my really good, oh, crap moments in the game. When <laughs> you're, you know, when you're fighting uh, something in Molten Core or whatever, and you see, you know, all is well. He's fighting Ashuda or Renata or someone like that. And then... All of a sudden, you see, oh, for example, I might as well just say my name, Oleander. Oh, you're dead now. <laughs> you know? And it's well, at least you got a little warning. <laughs> yeah, right. It's you have about just about enough time to kiss your butt goodbye. And uh, how long does really that take? Not very long when you're a cloth. <laughs> when you're a cloth bearer. So uh, I kind of li I like that feature. I have that turned on now uh, because you can you know you don't always. Uh, you're not always watching the same mob, and uh, it is kind of interesting, but uh, I like that feature. 
So I think that wraps it up for this week. Yeah. If anybody wants to contact us, I am Starman at worldofwarcast.com and Renata is Renata, Renata. at worldofwarcast.com. And if you want to contact Kryler, you can send me an email and I'll make sure that he reads it. Our Skype ID is World of Warcast, one word, so please leave us a voicemail or any kind of comment if you would like to. I keep saying that and nobody ever does. Well, so give us a call, you know, just don't be shy. Um, if you'd like to stop by our, uh, our iTunes page and leave a review, that would be great. I haven't looked recently to see how many reviews we Let's have. check. Let's check. Podcasts. Got, We're doing uh, this live. We have, 90, <laughs> we have 93 reviews. Wow. What did we have last time? 80-something? 80 83. So we've gotten 10 more reviews since the last episode, and we'd like to get it over 100. So guys, put in some reviews. But 100 positive. Um, 100 positive reviews. You know, if, if all you're going to say is, like, just one word, boring, I mean, at least tell us why we're boring. <laughs> Give us a little, little, little pause, little uh, constructive criticism here, and please don't tell me that I'm mispronouncing shaman. Look it up; it's 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 okay the way I pronounce it. Shamans are cool because they have lots of mana. <laughs> <laughs> oh, our website is www.worldofwarcast.com. We have forums, and we don't have games, but please stop <laughs> by our forums and let us know what you think. Join join the community. Yep, and we. A lot of really active people have come back on forums. It's been so. picking up lately. Yes, it has, especially the past the past few days. And I'm not even talking about the uh, spammers that I banned. Yes, I know you're there. Thank you. You're gone. They probably don't <laughs> even listen. No, probably, it's probably not. Probably a bot. It's just oh, it's advertising for you know things that are not uh, good to advertise on. This is a family oriented podcast. This is a family-oriented podcast. It is. So we don't advertise stuff like yeah, that. Yes, so it's all right. Uh, let's be honest. It's it's for aspirin. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. Uh, quote unquote aspirin. Anyway, um, yeah. Stop. Drive by our forums. We do. Uh, we do respond to emails, to PMs, to forum posts, and uh, we'll we'd love to hear what you think. So that's it for this time, and be safe. You're to save me a multi milk ball, aren't you? Slash crickets. <laughs> It looks cool. I mean, there are some uh, some some things that are really really nice, like you know, mind mastery and such. I hate when that happens. <laughs> and I, I, you know, I, I don't know how to. Sh- oh, okay, she answered it. That's gonna be a fun edit. Um, <laughs> second to think because I was going to bring up another point about that and it just completely evaporated from my brain. Um, we can talk about malted milk balls some more. Uh, <laughs> That's we okay. Can just edit. We can just edit this out. <laughs> we can just edit, edit out my brain fart here. Um, 